It's the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, May 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, welcoming you to the 72nd consecutive daily edition of this show. The crowd is applauding wildly. This show is based on the Sausage Factory formula of podcasting, as told by Mr. David Hooper of the Big Podcast Daily Show. Produced in his home studio closet in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm producing this show from my basement studio in Cumming, Georgia, about 40 miles north of the urban center of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm sure that's a lot more geography than you'd care to know about, but I like geography, so so deal with it. According to nationaltoday.com, today is National Paranormal Day. National Paranormal... Let's try this one more time. According to nationaltoday.com, today is National Paranormal Day. So I went to Merriam-Webster, my online dictionary of choice, and looked up paranormal, and it defines it as not scientifically explainable or attributed to any invisible to an invisible agent such as a ghost or spirit. That doesn't make sense. So it's not scientifically explainable. And it is attributed to an invisible agent such as a ghost or spirit. That makes more sense. Nationaltoday.com says that the man best known for collecting paranormal anecdotes is American writer Charles Fort. I don't know Charles. I've never gotten a Christmas card from him. Some have even declared him the father of modern paranormalism. He compiled approximately 40,000 notes on paranormal experiences. These compilations include reports of events such as teleportation, frogs falling from the sky, strange substances, unexplained explosions, crop circles, levitation, UFOs, and appearances and disappearances of mysterious beings. Most likely, Fort was also the first person to hypothesize the strange appearances of otherworldly entities and the disappearance of people by alien abduction. I love it. Let us let us not be too quick to dismiss alien abductions, alien intervention, alien activities. Just don't be so quick, okay? National Today continues by saying, As unexplainable as they are, these ideas are becoming increasingly common, with hundreds of reports filed every year regarding extraterrestrial beings. I blame that on the Internet and the use of cell phones. However, no matter how much evidence there is and the number of reports submitted by people who have first-hand experiences, the absence of empirical evidence makes these events difficult to investigate scientifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, paranormal means the human imagination is really, really healthy and able to make up a lot of stuff. And then people believe it just like they believe other crazy things. Like conspiracies. I am I am an evidence-based person. I need to see evidence to believe something. And the lack of evidence is not sufficient proof of these crazy conclusions. Just because we might want to believe something just doesn't mean it's true. Here's a fun fact. 80% of Americans believe in ghosts. And 35% of Americans say they have seen a ghost. So I'm of the 20% who do not believe in ghosts. But I promise, if I ever see one, I will probably convert. 
really, really fast. Let's move on to Infinity. Uh, we talked about Infinity maybe a week ago, and I thought that the first time I had seen the Infinity symbol was from a TV show, and yes, it's true. This is from quizclub.com. The 1961 to 1966 television series Ben Casey is an American medical drama series which ran on the ABC network. It is also, it is a, gosh, the type is kind of small. I'm having a hard time reading it. It is a show that is known for its opening titles, which consists of the hand-drawn symbols, and then it lists them on a chalkboard, and I can't describe them to you, but as the symbols appear, cast member Sam Jaffe says, Man, Woman, Birth, Death, Infinity. Sam Jaffe's character on the show, Dr. David Zorba. How could I ever forget that name? I remember Dr. Casey. Uh, so Dr. Zorba was the mentor to Dr. Casey, who was played by Vince Edwards. After the symbols are identified, a wheeled gurney with a patient covered by a sheet bursts through swinging doors, followed by shots of the two lead characters. A large light is clicked on, and the operating surgical amphitheater is shown. Sounds like ER. All of these things are accompanied by instrumental theme. All of these things are accompanied by instrumental theme music, which provides a strong feeling of tension. The series used the symbols because they were seen as terms which were stark and simple. When lives were, when lives are charted in a hospital, each of these symbols with its specific meaning has been used. Four of them are bound, definite, and finite. The last term is not. It's a term of physics, mathematics, and metaphysics. Dr. Zorba says all five words in the same manner, but many people remember the last word with more drama. They remember the last word with more drama. I just remember the symbol. It has four syllables and is therefore poetically longer than the others. Infinity. I wonder if we could make a haiku with infinity. We just need a few more syllables and we're there. The other terms combined have five syllables. By using these words in an opening statement, it was considered a brilliant and thought-producing convention. Wow, good for you. Good for you, ABC. I don't know who wrote that thing. I don't know who came up with it, but they're probably worth a lot of money by now, you think? Man, woman, birth, death, infinity. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think that will do it for today. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.